you know, I remember for the third first 30 calls I ever did, like I kept it neutral, right? And I had like no luck. And then I was like, really? you know what? You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try to make them laugh, and then I'm gonna try to yeah. sound like enthusiastic as fuck, right? So I literally yeah. the next call, I'm like, hey, hey, am I reaching the uh, owner of um, you know, like this business? And then I'll be like, Hey, so I this is a cold <laughs> call, but I, I really hope you're not mad at me because like, you know, I me too personally, I would hate if someone cold called me and yeah, so that's funny, right? Like, like that's like that's a bit yeah, of humor. I'm like, like come on, like, like you gotta laugh. That at makes that, me like, smile. Like yeah, even yeah, now I'm hearing that, that makes me smile. Yeah, like, I'll be like, if you just give me you, thirty okay. seconds of your time, <laughs> I think not? I can change your mind. Can I have thirty seconds yeah. of your time? And then that's Why what not? worked, right? The next thirty yeah. calls, bro. I literally got ten meetings. Okay, yeah. So, Cody, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, man. So, look, my name's Cody. I run a digital marketing agency in the real estate niche, and I also, you know, help other people start and, and grow their own agency. Okay, yeah. So, I see, like, I think it's crazy. Um, like, you're one of the only YouTubers out there right now who's making these service delivery videos and actually, like, going inside your ads manager and just showing everyone like how you perform everything. And, um, you know, like, I, I think that's something that not a lot of YouTubers in the SMMA space are doing. So, you know, th this one thing like I came across, I, I found your student interview with Thomas Gannett. Like, I, I can't yeah. believe he was one of your students. That's, that's actually insane. <laughs> yeah, man, crazy. And his channel's completely blown up over the last, you know, four to six weeks. I mean, over 20 K subscribers, he's done extremely well. And I think the, biggest reason why mm -hmm. is he's just revealing everything but he's like so transparent about it it's like you know he's that personality type that it's like super raw it's no fluff it's no bs he swears you know it, it, this is who he is right you either like it or you don't and if, if you don't then he doesn't care move on you know yeah, I, and think, I think that really yeah. resonates with people yeah, I think that like when you're real with it, like I think realism is the biggest thing that like is selling. And I think what he did is he found something that was missing in the SMMA space. Like everyone, it, it was so crazy to me because every no YouTuber before him was talking about service delivery. They were yeah. all talking about like, you know, why you need to do this, why you need to do that. Right. But they were not saying like how you can do that, how you can do this. Right. Yeah. So it's just it, it's something like I, I couldn't believe everyone was just sweeping it under the rug and i know that's like something huge he talks about like um i know he some people were given like course reviews on gaji's course is like thirty thousand yeah. dollar agency navigator or something and then they yeah. were saying like the whole course was just his mindset modules so and then people thought <laughs> they were getting their bang for their buck through that like what are your thoughts on that well, I mean, I haven't personally gone through the program. I think Eman is a fantastic guy. He's really built this space to what it is. And I think we got to all, you know, respect that and respect him and, and look up to him in that way. Um, however, it's definitely not the greatest program out there. I think the one thing that he's great at is getting attention and he knows how to market himself um, and his program. And he does it in such a way that obviously, you know, just look, right? His channel's blown up over the last six months. I think we can all see the power of what he's doing and other people are starting to follow along. And it, it's even opened my eyes to, wow, what's possible. But also Thomas has kind of opened my eyes in the sense that, wow, you know, like build a great 
audience, you know, and you can grow incredibly quickly and you can help a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I haven't gone through his program personally, but I have known people to go through his program and they do say it is a lot of fluff, but look, I mean, everyone's going to have different experiences, right? Yeah, we, like some people are going to think it's the best program on, on earth and they're going to get the best results. And then other people aren't, you know, so it's, everyone's experience is different, but from what I have heard, he's great at obviously marketing and um, it's very high level. It's very mindset driven. It's very long and it's very drawn out. It's just personally what I've heard, but I'm not, you know, judging and not critiquing because I haven't personally gone through it. Okay. So like I, what I think I've seen in the SMA community so far out of like a specific target group of people is that they are all like everyone in this space. It seems like they're, they're kind of anti-woke. They're kind of like Tate supporters in a way. And then they put Gaji on that level, like with Tate's Nico yeah. and all these other guys. Right. So what I think Iman did was that he created these videos, like the war on masculinity, like everything in the digital Renaissance, like those Netflix style episodes, everything yeah. was about how they're the media is trying to make the world more feminine right and it, it seems like everyone in this community they all agree with that they all agree with like oh yeah we got to become like more of a man we got to be more masculine right and then they're all on this like journey of self-improvement right mm. so i think what he did was that he catered everything towards that specific group of people and then it's like it's like it, it was like this year everyone started to wake up right like in 2022 yeah. because of you know like uh everyone is just going against the norm they just like they don't want to they, they they don't agree with like oh yeah we should dress up as like women like shit like that right so it's like everyone in the community they they share the same views as that and just being able to cater towards that and like be real be transparent with it like i think people are really starting to just wake up and you know they just don't don't agree with all that other shit yeah i mean i mean look case in point right like we're even talking about iman now so you know you can critique him all you want people critique him a lot right but the reality is this whether you're talking good stuff about him or bad stuff it's still good for iman it's still positive to me like what whether you're whether you're critiquing him or you know like it doesn't matter right? He's getting attention. We're talking about him. It's a win in my book. Yeah. Because like, I think you really need the hate to grow. Like from what I've 100%. seen. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's not like I hate him. I don't hate him at all. I think he's, I think he's. Oh yeah. No, like I love the guy. Like, I think what but he's like, doing is great. Yeah. Yeah, man. I take my hat off to him. <laughs> yeah. And, but I mean, like, he's got, and like the, the, the thing that's different. Yeah. He has documented his journey from day one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Like you can go back on his channel and see absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. You know, who else can you do that with? That's true. And I think we, I had a guy on, uh, you know, Dorian Casey, he's like up and coming yeah. community. Yeah. So yeah. I had him on like, right. When he, when he literally just had first started his channel, he was like at a hundred subscribers or something. So yeah. I remember he was telling me that he wanted to set his YouTube channel in a way where it like replicated Emons in a sense. So he was documenting everything. So from yeah. landing his first client, defining a media buyer and all that. And he thought, that like you know he he told me yeah you should go start a youtube channel for this and document your journey and then i was like you know what i, I think that when you have maybe like six to a, six months to a year of experience and then you could actually like provide actual value then i think it's better because like i don't really think that people want to see like vlogs in a sense right of you know, like exactly your journey and all that. Yeah. And I, I think that was only like specifically for Iman people like that. But now 
like I'm, I'm starting to change my mind. Like you can either go the Thomas Gannett path, like where you get like the year's worth of experience and then bam, you're providing all the value in the world. And yep. that's how he grew like crazy. That was the approach I wanted to take. Yep. But then you got like Dorian Casey. He's like at 7,000 subscribers right now. And yep. you know, he, he's, he's growing. So what are your and, thoughts? And I think that's a personal choice, right? I always thought having the experience first was better, right? I never wanted to start a YouTube channel. Like I was totally against it. Like I first thought maybe I could in at the end of 2019, at the start of 2020, but I second guessed myself because I thought, well, who am I? Right. Yeah. I was making some money, but it's like, who, who am I to tell other people? But then, you know, you do have to, you do get to a point where it's like, look, you know, things other people don't. And you're, even if you're one step ahead, you still can speak about, you know, certain topics, right? People will still find your content valuable, but it is a personal thing. I think it's very much uh, internal, like imposter syndrome type, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. But a situation, right? Like I really struggled with that, man. Like really, really struggled with putting out YouTube content for a very long time because of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. And I've, and I've said to you, you should, you know, start a channel, you know, like, yeah, like I've seen, I've um, yeah, like I just, I I've just seen like what, what's happening with, uh, you know, Henrik Wold, like, you, you know, Hen's advice yeah and you know, like all the drama that was going on there with how he was like scamming everyone and shit. Right. So I haven't heard actually. Yeah, no, like, I didn't even hear about it until yesterday, but someone brought it up to me, but it's, uh, it's really interesting to see like literally people were saying oh yeah yeah his consulting's a scam he's a scam right he's only he's not even documenting his journey he's providing fake value to you right and then like i'm just seeing what what's going on there and even though like he has all the years of experience and all that like people are still coming after him for that and it's like completely false like it's obvious this guy knows what he's doing yeah and um i don't know i, I just think yeah <laughs> it's You've got, and see, this is the thing, like yeah. people are going to hate on you. You've just got to be willing to accept it and like take it on the chin, you know, because no one's immune to haters. No one's immune to that. I think, you know, Greg Cardone was the one that says, if you don't have haters, you know, you need to hit the grow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah, it sucks. It's, it's definitely tough to go through. Um, I definitely don't hate on anyone and I don't think anyone should waste their energy hating on anyone. Mm -hmm. um, just do your own thing, stay in your lane and, and just, you know, focus. But, you know, when you start putting yourself out there, start putting content out and as yeah. you grow, you're going to go, you're going to be under the spotlight, you know, both good and, and, and bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, um, you know, like, I remember when I was talking to you last time and you were talking about how you had uh, you'd started a lead generation agency. And I know that was like every other YouTuber out there. It seemed like they were saying, oh, yeah, the best way to do an SMMA is that you run Facebook ads for e-com businesses. And then and I that, <laughs> and that, that, that uh, man. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <sighs> the delusion is real, bro. Yeah, man, it's uh, it drives me nuts because, you know, here's here's the thing. Yeah. Right. And here's my two cents on e-commerce. I've never run an e-commerce in my whole life. Right. But the re and, and the reason I got into lead gen was because lead gen is simple. Mm -hmm. E-commerce isn't. It's complex. It requires a lot more time, effort, energy, and you need to know your stuff. Right. Because here's the thing. E-commerce founders 
a lot of them will run their own ads or they've got an agency to do it, right? And if they run their own ads, they know what they're doing, right? And if you come in as a newbie, you don't know what you're doing. They know more than you. So why are they going to hire you? Right? Yeah, That's number one. Exactly. But also the thing is, everything is taken into consideration. You could be the best marketer and media buyer in the world, right? But if they've got a crappy product, a crappy website, a crappy social media presence, right? You're like, what are you going to do? You like, you can't do anything, right? You're still going to fail. And maybe it's not your fault, but it's going to become your fault, right? So everything, you have to take everything into consideration with e-commerce, right? Like their website, their products, their backend, right? Their, yeah. their um, fulfillment, right? Everything is taken into consideration. The newbies, like the drop shippers, the people that are just getting into e-com, sure, they'll try to find a marketer and a media buyer and it won't work because they don't know what they're doing on their end. Their product's horrible. And then the big boys, right, the, the successful e-commerce brands, why are they going to work with you? Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like if you are new, you are a newbie in the SMMA space, and then you just watch some Montel Gordon video where he's telling you, "Oh yeah, use Upwork to build two point five thousand dollars in cash flow, and then get an e-com client." If you're on the sales call with the e-com client, like I don't understand how he's this e-com client has been like doing this for a while, and then you're coming yeah. in, you have no testimonials, you have some freaking media buyer. Yeah that like is probably going to freaking fail because it's so hard finding a good one. And then you're saying, Oh yeah, I can three X your ROAS. And yeah. I know I've never done this before, but Hey, you know, I can do this for you. You should give me $2,500 up front and uh, I'll yeah. take performance fees on the side. So to me, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. man. And you're going up like, like a great agency that, yeah. um, you know, I've spoken to the founders of several times and, you know, I even did some sales for two months, uh, yeah. a couple of years back. Weekend Digital, right? They're yeah. a big agency in the US based out of Sacramento, California. Incredible, right? Full service. They do the photography, videography. They do absolutely everything. 70 plus team members. The point is, man, the point their difference, they have five, seven figure brands that they own themselves. Right. And on the sales call, it was as simple as this. Hey, if you want results like boom, X, Y, Z, and these are our brands, we pull up the screen, we show the shop, we show everything, the back end, the PLs, the, 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 you show the Shopify numbers, you show results. Yeah. You want to jump on board or not? Right? Exactly. Yeah. So That's I, the pitch. Those are the people yeah. that you're going up against. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the people that, you know, you get through for your agency as a newbie are going to be people who aren't going to, number one, they're not going to have $2,500 a month to spend, right? They're not going to have that much money. Mm-hmm. And their product, it's going to, it's just trash, right? The way I trash. see it is... The way I see it is when people like Iman or like Sander Stage, right? When they first started e-com, right? This was back in like 2017, 2018, right? So the market for e-com was not not even half as saturated as it is today, right? No, so totally when, you're, when you're when you start three, four, five years ago, and then you have collected results on results. And now you are you are a six to seven figure agency owner off e-com, right? And you have yeah. 50, 100 clients to show your results and what you've done for them. If you are a newbie coming in in 2022 and you're going against these guys who have been doing this for three to five years, 
how how the hell are you going to compete with them? This is why like I think right now, right? What you do with lead gen, that is the only way to succeed right now. And or like if you're doing a creative agency or something like that. And I feel that in a couple years, let's say three to five years from now, it's 2027. People are starting to like everyone knows about SMA now, right? It's the new e-com drop shipping, and they're trying yeah. to enter lead gen. They can't compete with us because we've been in the game for so yeah. long. So that's exactly. how it, and then I there'll be something new that we'll obviously have to exactly. adapt to and 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 you know pivot, which is totally fine. Uh-huh. But yeah, hundred percent right, man. Like you can't compete with those guys. Yeah. So if I I really think that the reason like I am pushing like so heavily like on you know I, I've just been working hard on like creating my own agency for the last five yeah. months, right? Is because I'm realizing that in 2027, like this is you know lead gen might not be it anymore. It might be the new e-com Facebook ads for e-com yeah. businesses, right? So yeah. the way I see it is that you know like I gotta take advantage of this now. So that when the time comes and, you know, the tide shifts, like I have a clear plan of action. Like I've, I know my marketing, I know my sales. I know yeah. this, is, this, is, this is something you emphasize a lot in your videos is that marketing and sales is like the two most important skills. And if you apply this to SMMA and you master it, then you can apply it to any other model exactly. and you can like obviously make money and you'll never, you'll, you'll always be like self, self sustainable in terms of income for the rest of your yeah. life. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know- yeah. Literally, I saw this video the other day, right? And it was, uh, it was like one of those videos. Oh yeah, ten top ten ways you can make money, right? And it was literally the first time I saw SMMA in there. And then everyone is literally saying, "Oh yeah, what is SMMA? Like, what is that, right?" And they all thought it was drop shaming. They thought it was ecom, right? And then yeah. like it is, it's starting to get recognized. So it, it it's. Yeah. It's clear, like that, you know, people are starting to like pay attention to it because of like Iman's blow up. So yeah. I mean, we got to act. He's definitely brought a lot more attention and new people to the space and even some bigger, like, you know, I guess celebrity type figures are uh, finding out who Iman is for the first time. Right. So like, yeah, I think he's done incredible things for the space, but you know, at the same time, you've got to take that with a grain of salt. Right. You know, like he's, he's built his, entire business on e-commerce and it's completely changed since 2017 and 2018 yeah the landscape is different what worked then doesn't work now right you can't pitch facebook ads anymore you can't pitch google ads seo you know tiktok ads youtube ads you can't pitch that anymore you know you've got to have an offer and you know it's got to be one that makes it a no-brainer to for, for business owners to work with you right and i think with local lead gen the reason i like it is because man it's simple yeah it is so it, like, mm-hmm. smma you yeah. know yes it's become so much more popular but really what are we doing we're providing a service to a business right that's it i think any service-based business is the way to go right no matter what it is is you know what you should be building not drop shipping or anything like that build a sustainable business mm-hmm. learn a high income skill whatever that may be and s- sell that right that's what i believe um and yeah i think local lead generation is the best place to start because it is simple it will give you the skills and you're providing tangible results for that business like it's clear it's black and white yeah exactly and i i think that you know what you're saying is like is it's totally on the point and um 
you know, like I, I think what I've seen with a lot of these uh like Iman or like Montel or like hens, right? Because of the how fast they've grown and like what they've collected over the years, it's like they got some really diehard fans out there, right? So yeah. if it's like I'm just thinking about it right now, like if they were to buy their course, right? And then they just go through all the mindset modules, just because it's them, they're gonna be like, Oh my god, like this is the best thing ever, right? But like if it's anyone yeah. else producing that same freaking video there it's not going to be the same reaction and it's because mm -hmm. of it's because of their like their love for these gurus you know what i'm saying yeah yeah 100 percent. because they, like they, they know how to capture attention and grow yeah. an audience right but like it's the lesser known people that like you know uh we, we were obviously talking off camera like i think two people that i personally think are fantastic yeah. is jeremy haynes and Joel kaplan Okay. right mm -hmm. like they have not a lot you know they're, they're they're not too big on social media right on, on youtube anyway but if you just look at their results right i mean they speak for themselves you know it's not about lifestyle it's not about you know flashing anything to to their audience it's just results I honestly, I think that's great marketing though. I think that's why yeah, a lot of these guys have- Yeah, 100%, 100%. But then obviously, you know, to build that audience, right? You know, you kind of have to go go down that other other route, but you just got to see which one's going to be for you. For me, I, I'm not about like that flashy lifestyle sort of movement. I I, I don't like that. Um, that's just not who I am. Um, you know, I, I think each to their own. Right. What I think but yeah, is, it, it's all yeah. about capturing attention right now. Yeah. It's all about capturing attention. I think like the, the biggest, like this, this is actually crazy to me, like what I've realized, but there's a dichotomy here because like with people like you, right. Maybe like you're not at that level where you have like a million subscribers, right. You, you, you are still making a ton of money, right. You are making like thousands and thousands, tens of thousands each month. Right. But then yeah. let's say you got someone who has made no money. And they decide to make a lifestyle video, like they create, like those drop shipping accounts you see on TikTok, right? So what yep. they would do, right? All they have to do is they go on Stripe, they Photoshop a a, a fake like revenue generated so per month, right? And then they go and maybe rent an expensive car. They yep. take a couple of short vids of them in that expensive car, and they're like, "Yo, yo, buy my Shopify mastermind drop shipping course." Yep. And then they they literally download a free course from the internet. They say, yep. "Hey." $200, get this course. This is my Shopify mastermind dropshipping course. You'll be a millionaire in, in like three months. And then bam, that's how they start making money, right? And the reason it they'll get so more easy followers to do that. is because of the lifestyle. So yeah, it's an interesting Like economy. there's so much of it on TikTok. Even Beheza did a video a couple of months ago becoming a fake guru. He, yeah. he went, he, he, um, he, I don't know if he's seen that video, but he did an experiment where he got one of his friends. He took a bunch of photos and rented cars and, you know, sold people a course just to show how easy it was. And lo and behold, he made, he made money and, you know, it's on YouTube and he documented it. And, you know, it's a scary world we live in because people don't have morals or like ethics. Honestly, you know? what I, um, even though that's really bad, I think it's a good thing in terms of the fact that like people, like whenever they see like someone creating those top 10 ways to make money and then they see SMMA on there, they're automatically going to think it's a scam because they realize what these people are doing and bam, it's less saturated. We got more time to like, you know, just stick to the yeah. game plan and like win. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I 100%. think. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um so what 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 do you think is the best advice you have for like beginners who are just like find who just found out about this digital renaissance and then bam, yep. they're interested in SMMA. Like what what do you say to them? Look at people who have smaller audiences. I would say and and this is some advice that I sort of learned and this kind of correlates. So when I a couple of years ago I spoke to a few very successful real estate developers in Australia and you know in Europe like I'm talking people with net worths of like 800 900 million you know and a couple of and and a guy who's worth like 5.2 billion right mm -hmm. and I thought okay you go to the top you know you you you'd learn from people who have you know, made it, they've got everything that you could ever dream of, right? But it's it's wrong. And I'll tell you why, because they did it X amount of years ago and the landscape now is completely different to when they did it, mm -hmm. right? Like these real estate guys were, were, were trying to give advice based on the 1980s or 1990s when it was pretty easy to do what they did, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where, sure. and, and it's the same thing with, with for example, Iman, He's gotten to a point where he's so big now, maybe he's out of touch with how things operate now because he's not in the trenches, right? He's kind of lost touch with um, what works now. He's still sharing what worked back in 2017 and 2018, what worked for him, right? So I think my advice would be is like, go after smaller creators, right? That don't have a huge following, right? Maybe they're under 10K subscribers and learn from people that are still doing it each and every day. Um, and yeah, they're not just trying to sell you a lifestyle. So do you think that most of these like big gurus, they have like a diluted view of thinking on that, like what worked for them is going to work now. And like they are just like because a lot of people are out there. They're saying that these big guys, right, who made it big in 2017, 2018, who are now selling consulting that, you know, they are they are just scamming people deliberately. They are doing it on purpose. But like, are you saying that it's just a diluted view? Like they're just saying what, what worked back then? Like they think that works now? Yeah, I, I think, you know, yeah. I don't think they, they intentionally mean to scam people. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Mm -hmm. Right. I just I think they're valuable, you know, and they can still give advice. However, to newbies, it's completely different. The landscape's changed, right? The landscape's changed. It's not what it is now. It's totally different. It's shifted, right? So you need to go after people that are still up and coming, that are still, you know, in the trenches every day and figure out, well, what's working now? Because what worked back in 2017 and 2018, it's very, 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 very difficult to make that work in 2022. I, I think that right now, I think the best advice is um you really have to find untapped niches. Like I, yeah. I have a friend, right? So you know what like female rejuvenation is? You, you have any idea what that is? No. So like it's where women like ages 35 to 65, right? Because like their vaginal area looks older, right? They want to make it yeah. look younger, right? So I got a friend who's making Facebook ads saying, hey, do you want your vagina to look younger? And then <laughs> coming for a free consultation okay. today. And that's I don't know about me. the Facebook policies with that one, but I mean, to me, that's man, that's creative. Like that, that's yeah. good. And I and that's what I've seen too. The last you know few weeks has kind of opened my eyes to it. Is 
you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, maybe chiropractors or real estate agents or dentists or these classic, these classic niches, right? Whereas what I'm finding is, yeah, the ones that get better results are these smaller, you know, maybe it's a spinoff of like a main niche. It's like a sub niche. Those are the ones that are performing a lot better because there's no one in them. Yeah. So I think it's just really finding those niches. Like the ones off the top of my head I can think of, uh, I can think of are like literally, uh, like those, um, you know, you know, like how at kid parties, they make those balloon animals. So yeah, yeah, like there's this niche called like balloon animal makers or some shit, like some production balloon animals. (laughs) And then there's uh, like solar panels, like things like that. Right. So I think it's really like everyone who wants to do lead gen, like it seems like they go real estate or, um, just something along those lines. And then they're going to find minimal success because of how saturated it's going to be. But I think that when you have actual results, like, and let's say you have been doing real estate for a few years and you actually have like maybe 30 to 50 satisfied testimonials, right? Then, then that's fine. It doesn't matter what the hell you do because you just have so many results to show for it. But if you're in a place right now where you're just starting, I think that if you find untapped niches, you are able to get results, you master your service delivery and like you do what Gannett does, like where where he says, like, maybe you work for free, right? Just to gather those testimonials, experiment, try things out. Like when, when you really just let go of your ego and then like, you just, you just really master the service delivery aspect like it's a service-based business at the end of the day so if you're able to like provide tangible value and really just like 10 15 next people's ROAS then you know honestly that you know you're going to be self-sufficient you know you're going to really make an impact 100% because I mean look if you just like look I'm a big believer in sales Mm -hmm. right everything is sales but at the end of the day if you can't deliver the service what okay you you close a client they're going to stay for one month what's the point you know, like it's like the amount of work that you've put in to get that client, chances are it's a lot of work, right? It's a yeah. lot of time and it's a lot of effort. And if you can't master that service delivery, they're not going to stay longer than a month, right? And, and that's the thing with, with lead generation. And I think I, I heard this from Jeremy Haynes, which is, you know, he, he used the analogy of a hedge fund. They, you know, they make an average of let's say 12% a year. Yeah. right which is one percent per month whereas us we have to make like we have to double their, their their like we have to double what they're spending with us for them to even consider you know continuing working with us right we have to get like a hundred percent every single month yeah like if you think about it like that that's insane right so you've, you've really got to focus on your service delivery and you've got to make sure that you do, you know, get them results. Otherwise, they're not going to stay with you. You know, they're, they're not going to stay with you. You want clients for the long term because you don't make the money up front, right? Like, yeah, cool. It's nice to sign a $1,500 a month client. And yeah, that first paycheck is nice, but that's not where the money is made. It's made, you know, it's made in client retention. That's like the yeah, most exactly. important foundation of sales and building a business. So exactly. It's all in the retention, right? So yeah, sales is, is important, but if you can't deliver that service, you don't really have a business, you know, and, and you don't deserve to keep that money really. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I, I think that's why, like, I know, like, when I was cold calling the other day, right? Like, that's how I do my outreach, right? 
there was yep. this guy i was i was basically telling him about like uh the facebook ads all that right yep. and he's like oh yeah i was i worked with an agency in the past you know like i was burned by them right yeah and, and then uh I, I was like you know you know that doesn't mean you're gonna be burned again and then he, yep. he's yeah and he's like yeah um you know i just have a bad experience i hate agency owners like all that right so it's like it's like a lot of these people in these niches and i, and I really think especially in the saturated ones for lead gen they're gonna be like oh yeah i've worked with agency owners in the past who have promised me yeah. oh yeah you're gonna book me 50 appointments you just pay me two thousand dollars and i'll do it for you and then i didn't get my money back because they didn't offer a guarantee and then now they're like just they're just kind of mad at agency owners so of course and and look yeah. that's been going on for years i mean even when i started like in 2018 and even in 2019 like yeah. you, you're always going to face that right but now yeah it's more prevalent than ever right i find it strange if a business hasn't been burnt right really? like when i speak yeah like now i find it very strange if someone hasn't spent thousands and lost thousands of dollars like i find it strange i'm like wow you're you're very lucky because 99 percent of people that i've ever spoken to for the last like two or three years have been burned wait what's your niche and that's why it's great to have a guarantee you know that's why i think you have to have a guarantee yeah wait what's your niche real estate Real estate. Oh, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, so I, I've always done. I've always done real estate. But the thing is, like, and, and the other thing is, um, with any sort of sales niches that understand sales and I guess psychology and all that kind of stuff, you've got to keep it more casual with those guys. Yeah. You know, like all these questions, like you know, obviously you want to know about their pains and all that kind of stuff. But with salespeople, man, if you ask that, you're done. You know, they know what you're doing, right? Like you, you, w w when you're talking to other salespeople, you've got to keep it pretty cool, pretty chill, relaxed, very casual. Um, and yeah, you, it, you've got to really treat it like just a casual, you know, conversation. I think you should always treat it as a casual conversation. Anyway, yeah what no i'm pressure. realizing is that yeah realism sells like and you just yeah. if you come across like too salesy and then uh you know you, you come like you sound like one of those call center guys from india like you know it's not yeah. gonna work no no it's not it's yeah. not man you've got to keep it keep it casual you know pretty neutral tonality i mean oh you keep it real, neutral right? you in your tonality you keep it neutral I try to now. I used to be very hyped and very energy focused. And very oh, really? Driver, Why but, do you not do that anymore? Uh, because I, I feel like that's too salesy. Really? Yeah. So I, I try to keep it. I, I try to keep it chill, man. You know, like, yeah, cool. So, yeah. You know, W close rate. So that's what I'm saying. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I mean, I'm not, like, maybe like, I'm just talking about like the presentation sort of calls, like, you know, <laughs> A lot I think of sales to match the tone of your client. Like they really, yeah. I think relatability is what sells. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Um, yeah. Like when I, when I first started in sales, I was very hyper rah, rah, you know, and like when you're doing cold calling, man, you've got to have a good attitude because yeah. if you're down in the dumps, when someone hangs up on you or tells you to F off or, you know, um, says, no, they don't, they're not interested or, you know, they're just really rude to you. You've just got to be like, awesome. Yeah, let's go. Let's get to the next one. You know, you're going to be like, hell yeah, let's, let's roll. You know, it's great. You know, you've got to have that, that attitude and just keep going like it doesn't 
doesn't phase you. You just got to go, go, go. Bro, I call this. That- I call this woman. She said I had called before, and I was like, "No, I never called you before." And she's like, "I don't care. Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, awesome. Let's go on to the next." I'm like, "Yo, I'm only one more rejection away." Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and that's the attitude. That is the attitude you have to have when cold calling. Hundred yeah. percent. I I believe because you know that that was like I, I did cold calling for my first ever. Um, sales job and I came in with that attitude and that's why I did so well and even even the boss he was like you know the reason you did so well was because your attitude everyone's like oh down in the dumps when when they get a bit of rejection and you're like nah let's go this is fun like so who cares like honestly yeah no that's what I think that energy is everything like honestly I think people can feel your energy and if you have like good this sounds like freaking like those uh like, I don't know. This, this sounds like these girls I'm talking about, like, you know, like those crystal girls, right? Yeah. 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 Like I, I had a friend who worked at like some uh, crystal shop over the summer. Right. And then he was yeah. basically selling like these crystals and then all these girls would go up to him. And they were like, yo, so what does this crystal mean? And he, and he would have to make shit up because he didn't know. So he was like, oh my God. So this means you're going to find your man this summer. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> I bet he sold a lot of crystals. Oh yeah. He made hundreds. It was crazy. <laughs> And then, like, some of these girls would literally pay, like, $400 for these crystals, right? But I think that, like, it's definitely all about your energy. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you come off, man. It's just sounds bad, bro. And that's with anything. That's like, that's like, it's like when you uh... Like, it's confidence. (laughs) At the end of the day, man, it is confidence. If you're confident, you can conquer the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like, like, bro, like... (laughs) People just, I, I think people really gravitate towards confidence. And like, if you're confident, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, he really knows what he's doing. Like, damn. Yeah, like, exactly. You, yeah, people automatically think, you know, what you're talking about and they'll trust you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to be, you just got to be confident. Obviously that's easier said than done. Like it's, it, it can be difficult it takes, but it definitely to, to get over that. Just yeah. face rejection, right? The more rejection, the more confident you will be and the more comfortable you will become because you won't give a crap about getting rejected, right? Like walk around your local area and approach girls and say, and like, if you're at a bar, like ask them for for them to buy you a drink, right? Like, you know, they will, they will look at you with like, what what did you just <laughs> how dare you but it is so amazing man right like it is amazing like just get rejected like you know all the time and i think the more rejection you face in yeah. life and with anything i mean it, it just won't phase you anymore you'll just be like okay who cares i'm like, so yeah well. like for real, that it is what it is mindset man that's just so powerful you know? um is that is that how you that's get, why like you're probably having so much success with cold calling is because yeah. your attitude is different to what other people you know other people's is yeah like i don't want to go on the phone and i'll be like yo am i reaching the owner of uh this well uh you, you know like i i just wanted to uh say like i had a click hang up yeah like for <laughs> I thought that was what you were supposed to do. So like that's how I was getting rejected. And then I, yeah. I literally on the on like the 29th call, right? Before I, I started to change my attitude and shit towards this. Like I, I literally asked the, the receptionist. I was like, yo, so how did I do? <laughs> and, then, oh, man. and then she was like, maybe I, you know, you, you sound more optimistic, you know? And then I was like, ah, okay. And then yeah, okay. so W receptionist. And uh yeah. that's all. Is that how you got better at sales? Did you go? Did you literally go up to girls at bars? You're like, hey, you should buy me a drink. 
Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Um, I do still, I do still get, I do still. Uh, the one thing uh, with yeah. me is fear of rejection from from women is you know something I think all us like us men all face. Um, but the more you do it, the more the more cold approaches you have. Wait, but do you, don't you feel you like cold calling? Care. Like it helps you with girls though. Like if you can and, sell yourself to a client, you can sell yourself to a girl. Hundred percent, and and it, it is literally all confidence, right? It is all confidence. Like you, like you don't have to be a great looking boy. Like with with women, I don't think you have to be a great. I, look, I'm not someone to give relationship advice or or advice for guys with women. I have no idea, right? I probably need advice, but the <laughs> the thing that I found is if you come across as confident and you know your shit and like like they're just like wow this is like wow i'm attracted to confidence you know like uh, i don't care about anything else at this moment like this person is confident like uh, they've just some done something weird and wacky like wow what like who is this who is this person like what's going on bro you know bro. there'll yeah. be that instant attraction and i think that's also with clients as well like if you appear confident they trust you yeah mm-hmm. Right, they trust you. Clients will trust you because of your confidence. Yeah, I think that's like I think everything's really just about personality. Like, do you do you watch that YouTuber Hamza? Like, you, you ever hear of him? He's also I've like, heard of him. I haven't watched um, any of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's like he's big into uh, you know like what the red pill community is. Like, you ever yep. hear of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. all these, all these, he's like a six foot two guy, right? He's like a generally good looking dude. He works out and shit like that. Right. And then yeah. like everyone in like the black pill community, which is like kind of like the blue pill community, but a little bit different. They're like, oh yeah, like this is not going to work for like, you know, five, two guys, you know, like all this is all bullshit. Right. And then like, honestly, bro, like it's, uh, it, it's very interesting to see, like, you know, I'm five, five. Right. So like, you know, I think everything has to play into confidence here. So Just be confident, be yeah. funny. Like yeah make, make funny yourself even like you get like just be funny honestly yeah like, like say I think some random you, shit like that's yeah. just that, uh, that's funny i think that when you have humility and like you you are able to make fun of yourself like you finally get to a point where like no one has anything over you because no. you know you are you are handling the objection before it handles you nice sales yeah 100 right i think that's that, that's another sales thing it's like you got to handle the objection like if you keep getting you know, oh, this is too expensive or, you know, like, oh, you know, um, you don't have case studies or something. Well, bring it up. Tell them, hey, look, this is expensive. You know, like, like tell them, like, you know, hey, look, you know, we, uh, I know what you're probably thinking. Where are the results? You know, like, like just, just be, be upfront with them. Like handle the objection before they even say it because they're thinking about it. Don't wait till the end. Just handle it upfront. You know, handle it in your presentation towards the towards the beginning. Handle it straight away, um, and you will be you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I know a lot of these like uh, gurus out there. They said that you know, like when they were first starting sales and they were really bad at it, they would literally read every selling book out there, and then they would uh, they would just go and literally write docs after docs of uh, just questions they might ask to handle the objection. I'm like, I'm like. Like, why? Like, isn't it, isn't it like an interview where, you know, you just, you don't really want to prep for it that much. You just want to come in, like, be real with them, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's yeah. too scripted, like, I just never understood, like, why people would want to sound with you. Because I, I feel like that, I know personally, if someone mm-hmm. was trying to sell me something, I would be able to read right through that. So that's what 100%. I'm saying. 100%. So, you know, you just got to be real with them, man. Yeah. So, like, is that how you approach sales? 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Be real, be upfront, be transparent. Look, at the end of the day, man, you're either going to get the deal or you're not. At the, yeah. Like, move on, on to the next. There's heaps of other people out there. Um, it's pretty black and white, right? Like, if you've got a great offer and you've got a guarantee, it's like, cool. Do you want this or not? Visa or MasterCard? Like, I think that's the reason why yeah. people don't have much success with cold calls is their offer, you know? Yeah, 100%. Because it's like they, they sound like everyone else. Their tonality is crap, right? They're, they're not confident. Arms and ahs and click, hang up. Yeah. So like what I've seen, I think this is like, the, if you, if anyone's watching, this is the biggest takeaway here. I think that because client retention is the most important thing, if you think about it, it's easier to retain clients than to keep clients. So if you're literally saying to them on a call, Hey, I will, I, we work, I, we, this is a commission-based service. We only make money when you make money. Right. And then you were able to, you would be able to say, Oh yeah, I guarantee this amount of appointments or I guarantee this amount of leads. Right. And then you go in and say, Hey, let me just take a performance fee. Let's let me say like, I'll take 30% of your revenue. Right. And then you're able to really like just double their revenue and really get to them to a place where now you can be like, Hey, you got to pay me a $3,000 monthly retainer or I'm a dip. And if you don't pay me, uh, you're, you're basically telling, you're realizing that I'm the main source of your business. So you better pay me the money. And on top of that, 40% of your freaking revenue and then bam, and then, you know, just keep delivering results. And then I think that's how you sign monthly retainers, but that's why I think that monthly retainers, if you're just starting, that's just terrible because if you're just signing on commission based services, your close rate should legit be 80 to 90%. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. There's no yeah. risk, you know, like maybe even 95, but, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. unless, you know, I was on a sales call the other day and I, there was this, uh, I was, I was trying to sell like some, uh, basic TikTok like social media services. Right. And then this guy, yeah. right. Like I, the, my smallest package, like $300 for the month. Right. And this guy said he didn't even have the capital for that. So, you know, what I'm realizing is that even, even with like, even if you land a call, you want to really qualify your client. And if you can't afford the freaking cash flow, you literally, you legit, like, I don't really even think you want to work with people like that, you know, because it's just going to no. dampen your agency. No. You know? more stressful so. yeah definitely not man definitely not you shouldn't take on every single client yeah for real like yeah. i think that when you're first starting you're like a client you're like a uh client whore <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's the right terminology yeah but, no uh, i think it is oh it is yeah, yeah like you just I, want I every so. you'll just you, you want what you can get like you you're so yeah. down bad for freaking clients like you will yeah. do anything you know you'll take anything like yeah yo, yo i don't care if you're female rejuvenation i will make that ad for you if you pay yeah. me like <laughs> no problem I, I can do i got it handled i'll perform the surgery myself if you need me to <laughs> no problem <laughs> but it's true man it, it's it's yeah. true yeah and I think 100%. that, um, like everyone thinks like just logically thinking about it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. If I offer SMM, I offer e-com and I, and I offer like a uh, freaking beauty dental, whatever. Right. The more outreach I do towards every single one of those niches, the more clients I'm going to get. Right. You know, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if people are saying, you know, it's, it's one niche, one service. I think I can handle it. Like, I think that a lot of people, right. They think they are freaking invincible when it comes to shit yep. like this. Right. And then they don't realize their limitations. Right. And I think that in leadership positions, it just being an agency owner right like the biggest thing you have to realize is how much you can handle and you really have to set realistic expectations for yourself because if you okay. think about it if you are committing your time to like 10 things versus just focusing on a couple then you might fail on all 10 and like that's one of the biggest yeah. life lessons i've learned i've learned that the hard way but i really feel that that's why a lot of these gurus are saying one niche one service because yeah if focusing on one thing and becoming the best in your fucking niche at that then you're going to succeed
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, and I totally agree with that. Right. You shouldn't be knee shopping like, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. You may think, yeah, you can do it, but it's not true. Like you can't. Yeah. It's like, it ain't happening. <laughs> Honestly, we should like legit make a video on like every misconception in the SMMA space. I, I think that would be. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, man, there's so many. Like it could just go on for hours, bro. We could like talk for eight hours and just like, bro, we could we could hold like a yeah like an event, you know. Honestly, that's like yeah. one of one of like my goals would be to like hold a networking event with like every single freaking SMA agency owner. Like you'd have like every, it would be so cool to just like see everyone, you know, the the whole like all the all the Discord communities that are forming, like three hundred agencies dot com that's forming. Yep. Like it's just honestly, it's like a uh, it's really cool to see, and um, yeah. I think that. I think the last thing I want to talk about is the uh, like I don't know if you have a call soon, but um, the uh, like I, I think yeah, five minutes, but uh, okay, yeah. So I think the last thing I want to talk about is um, yeah, I think it's I think it's having, I th I really think that SMA is a pay to play game, and that the more money yeah. you put up front, then um, you know, like the the more likelihood of success you'll have in a shorter amount of time you'll have. So 100%. I really think that when you have a mentor or like an accountability an accountability coach in your back corner. Like, and like on those days, you just don't want a cold call. You just don't want to send your emails. You don't want to do anything like that. Like you're held accountable because yeah. you know you have that person in your back end. And I really think that's why, um, you know, courses such as agency navigator, like where they're having like freaking student concierges or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. Right. Like I, and like people like you who, um, offer these consulting mentorships. Like, I think that's like so valuable. Yeah. Man, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. You just got to figure out well, what one's right for you. And, you know, like going back, for example, with um, uh, the Joel Kaplan, right? Um, just as an example. So he scaled his agency to 300K per month. He sold it last year. And now he does, you know, mentoring full time, right? He's got a program and everything. It's pretty expensive. But dude, they have two group calls every single day. You're kidding. On different topics, client retention, uh, check-in calls, sales, Q&As. They got two calls every single day. How long the are they? About 45 minutes, an hour. Oh my and I was God. talking to him about it. And, you know, he's got a big team and he's really built it out. But it's like, how can you fail with that, man? It's like, yeah, it's expensive right but you get yes you get the program but it's like you also got two calls every single day on different topics so it's like how can you how, how can you really fail that's you know? actually kind of sad if think, you fail you know <laughs> exactly yeah. right um and i think you know going like yeah courses are great right but it's more than just a course right it, it's about that one-on-one -on -one. it's about okay well if i've got questions can i ask them who do i ask them to will they get answered in a timely manner you know that's what people really want they want help one-on-one -on -one, um and they want access you know that's really what people want and that's what people need in my opinion yeah how much how much does he charge for that <laughs> i don't know off the top of my head but i know it's it's a bit that, you know, what, that's like 14 calls a week. Damn. That's... Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, you know, at that level, how can you compete like with something like that? What do you mean? You know, 
in the in the sense that like okay great you've got Iman's course or other courses that are just that right it's a course and maybe you got a call bi-weekly or you've got something like that where it's like 14 calls a week and you can you know join anyone that you want right yeah it's a little bit more expensive but what's the likelihood of success yeah 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 Mm -hmm. like the it's not about the price i don't think it's about the price of the program or anything like that it's about well okay great well what's the likelihood of my success and how soon can i get get that result i think the name brings precedence because even if you're if you're if you're just with iman right and then you're having these bi-weekly calls versus someone like joel kaplan who is not really that known like i'm just i've heard about him a couple of times but i don't really know him that well And then I'm just like the first time I'm hearing that he's doing like 14 calls a week. Right. I think that if you market yourself, I think that everything with that, it would come down to your personal brand. I think that you comes back to attention. Yeah. Like just everything lifestyle. I think that that's why hens grew so fast. That's why Iman's growing so fast. And if you just show off something luxurious, something like people's dream, then you get to a point where like, Hey, you know, this could be you in a couple of years. You you sign with me, I'll make that happen for you, right? Everything yeah. I've seen is a lot of empty promises, right? So if you're yeah. able to capitalize on empty promises, then you finally get to a point where people are going to be, people are literally going to form a cult around you. And when you have that cult following, that's when anything's possible. 100%. 100%. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree, man. You got to like, yeah. you got to make like Cody Gavin merch and then like freaking like give that shit to people. So, you know. Yeah. Like that's what it takes. Yeah. That's what I it, think. It's like, really all about attention. That's that's what it's about. But yeah, I'm not someone that wants to, you know, flash the lifestyle or anything like that. So, I mean, like, yeah. look, that's the thing I've seen with a lot of guys who have made it. They are more humble about, uh, you know, like what what they have, like what they've done, right? And it's yeah. just a lot of the guys who are not humble are the ones who have not done shit and are just like trying to create this false facade to make them feel better about themselves. But I really yeah. think that despite that. If someone, if someone who is like, you know, as talented as you are and has as much experience as you do in this space, then like flashing off the lifestyle, doing all that, that's what it really, it, it really helps. Like everything's all about aesthetics. It seems like all yeah. those videos, like where they have professional editors and like, you can, it's yeah. clear, like cinematic shots. I, I, that's, what's really been like what I've seen work. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And like, you know, in, your Instagram feed matters, right? Your photos and everything like that, like that matters. Mm-hmm. like if yeah if you have like one of those fresh and fit photos where like they're on a yacht and then you have like all 10 girls there then like you know yeah that's gonna sell <laughs> of course of course man because who doesn't want that yeah right exactly who doesn't want that that's that, that's amazing so yeah <clears throat> i mean yeah we could go on for hours on do you have any last way. words of advice man i think keep things simple is the biggest thing yeah right? Like keeping everything as simple as you possibly can, stripping everything back that isn't necessary. I think we're our own biggest, like our worst enemy at times, right? We overcomplicate things and overthink a lot, which means like, which to us, it's, we're making progress, Mm -hmm. right? When we're overthinking and we're overcomplicating, yeah, we might be tweaking a few things here and there. And, you know, it feels like we're making progress, but the reality is we're not. You know, um, so I think that's the biggest thing that people need to be aware of, um, self-aware of, just because, you know, I went through it a lot and I even catch myself now still going through it at times and you're like, no, keep it simple. You know what to do. Just 
you know, just, just do it and actually implement it rather than overthinking, overcomplicating. Because the reality is with, with marketing, especially like when you're running ads, the way you figure shit out is by testing, right? So put things out there and then decide, right? Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Just put it out and let, and let the marketplace decide. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a great episode.